Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is the show where we choose a genre every month, and we pick some of the best and sometimes mid-movies in that genre. So, everything's going to sound a little different. You might actually hear new noises or weird things. Katie and I, we... Well, Katie's more of the awesome planner and idea person in this group. I just... I just like, we should do this. And Katie's like, give me a second. And then... Like a beautiful mind, all the things come together. But we actually have a room for recording our office, as Katie calls it. Uh, I did not have a name for this room, but I like the office or the game room. But we actually can record in peace. It's nice. Uh, we're not just out in our like living room, which is fine. You know, we were we could eat. We were at the dinner table just talking, but now we have a spot. So. Um, We'll be working out all the sounds, so you'll probably hear some things. Bella is trying her best to find the right spot to lay, so she's constantly bumping into things, and her cat house is right next to the desk, so she likes to get on top of it a lot more and to dive bomb off of it, so, uh, but we'll see. But I really, really like this. Katie's been showing me she has a cool setup for the, the lights at the on the ceiling fan so she's like hey check this shit out and i was like oh that's really fucking cool (laughs) so uh anyway this month we're doing comic book movies we've been waiting long enough to do it so i'm very very excited i thought we would just not go from the beginning because katie and i actually have an idea that we're gonna do at some point in our lives and we're gonna start from the beginning of the MCU and the whatever the fuck DC is doing and actually work through it. I'm pumped to watch those Captain America movies again and actually Hell talk yeah. about them. My favorite. Yeah, they're really fucking good. But we, well, I thought we would pick some older ones, not too old, and go from there. But Katie's like, nah, some new arcs that we haven't even started. Uh, there's movies we haven't even seen. So I was like, okay, I guess. But tonight we're going to review... One of DC's newest films. This one came out in 2023. It's a wee little baby comic book movie. And that is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Now I know somebody out there is like, But Otis, you didn't review the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. But it's alright. <laughs> the second we I didn't. No, we didn't. No, we did not. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, the first, the second we were like, Oh yeah, Shazam 2 just came out. It's on, uh, uh what? Max, is it called now? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we can do it. And then a little tiny Otis in my head was like, looking at the papers, like, well, we didn't do the first one, Chief. And I was like, ah, fuck it. We'll it's just, fine. We'll be quick about it. So, Shazam! Fury of the Gods for the Uninitiated. It is a continuing story of young Billy Batson. Hey, alliterations. Some of the best heroes are alliterations. But he's a wee little kid. And when he yells the, the secret code word, Shazam!, he becomes Captain Marvel. Hey, I, I thought that was a female. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Uh, DC had the name Captain Marvel, but then they didn't keep up with the trademark of it. And then Marvel's like, give me that. And so uh, it's a long-standing joke at this point, but uh, there was a lot of animosity about it because Captain Marvel was a DC character and for a while was even more popular than Superman because I guess kids can relate to a little kid that gets to turn into a Superman-type character than just, I'm an alien from another planet. Uh, so, Katie, when you were 
if not growing up or just, I don't know, checking out comic books, did you ever see anything about Shazam or Captain Marvel? Like, what's your what's your relationship or connection to this character, if you have any? The first time I found out that this character existed <laughs> was when Shazam 1 was coming out. So, okay. my relationship with this character is non-existent from a child standpoint. Uh, I only, as a kid, I really only knew the main comic players, like the DC main comic players. We're talking yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, I had a thing for Supergirl as a kid because it was a female Superman. And yeah. Superman was my favorite, so she became my favorite, like, because why the fuck not? Like, it was a girl <laughs> Superman. And, you know, like Green Lantern, The Flash, those ones were high on the list, and no... Like, none of the other ones ever really mattered to me. None of the other characters. Because they weren't... I wasn't seeing them in my yeah, life. They weren't like, part of that big squad, really. Well, and, and they weren't in TV shows, which is where I was getting most yeah. of my comic education when I was little because we couldn't afford to buy comics. And I didn't... <laughs> like, I was reading regular books out of the library, and libraries don't really have... When I was a kid, didn't have comics. So I wasn't reading comics, really. Um... So all of my, like, experience with them was, like, I knew about X-Men and Spider-Man because of those fantastic shows that were around when we were growing up. And I knew about all of the DC characters from the Justice League. But Shazam is not in the Justice League. And I never got to see him until yeah. way, 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 way later. I have read some old Sh Captain Marvel stories. And I thought it was pretty cool. Like I said, it's that dichotomy. Is that the big... Ten ten dollar word of the day, of just Billy having to juggle going to fucking school and being a hero, and the other heroes don't know that Billy is a kid. They just think that Captain Marvel is just irresponsible and lazy, and just is like, "Why weren't you here on time, dude?" He's like, "I'm sorry, I slept late." You can't tell him like, "Hey, I'm missing Jim to do this." So I thought that was a really cool idea. There's a couple of movies in the animated DC world. Where it's about Billy having to juggle everything, and then him and Superman scrap for a little bit. Because Superman's like, dude, you are very careless out here. And he's like, I'm trying my best, Superman. He's like, you need to try hard. He's like, you need to get out of my fucking face. And they start swinging on each other. I was like, hey, kick his ass. But I think this character's pretty darn cool. So I really enjoy, enjoyed, I don't know if this is the end for Zachary Levi or not, doing this character of... Well, they say Shazam. They can't say Captain Marvel. But for doing Shazam, I think he is a great adult Shazam. counterpart to the little boy. But he acts like he's a kid. The way he talks, his mannerisms. Zachary Levi. Yeah, he's a silly guy. I think he did great. Um, it's a shame. I don't understand why, spoilers, this movie didn't really do as good as it should have. Um... I think it's because this movie came at a point where they had already kind of announced that it meant nothing. Absolutely. This, unfortunately, for Zachary Levi and the people who are currently in the Justice League and The Rock, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Black Adam, Wonder Woman, Black I think she's Adam, probably going to change. Even absolutely though... she is. Oh, that's and a shame. it is a fucking shame. And they came out, like, this movie was announced and started filming and finished filming. And then when it when they started doing, um, when they started running promos and ads for it, yeah. by the time they started running promos and ads for it, DC had already announced that James Gunn was going to be the new studio head and basically that everything that is currently running right now isn't going to fucking matter. He has picked a few little things, certain characters. I think Amanda Waller's not changing. The people from Peacemaker aren't changing. Yeah, he's keeping Peacemaker. There's a couple of little things that he said, I like that, I like that, I like well, that. Of course he's going to choose the things that are in his, his stuff in that it. he already made. <laughs> he, he He's the one who made Peacemaker, yeah, so no. of course he's keeping that. Yeah. But anything that was made with the current Justice League in in it like the the flash movie and this movie shazam fury of the gods as far as I they're know, not I think, keeping i think aquaman i think he's staying as aquaman as far as i know Mm-mm. you don't think so no okay i don't think they'll even have an aquaman honestly because why would they he did pretty good at it i guess he was great at it but they won't they're not gonna keep him yeah. they can't basically everyone that was in this past justice league that they just that they did they're getting rid of. Yeah, starting over. So start. They're starting over a fucking again, and they can't keep anyone because if they keep anyone, then those other movies have to remain canon in their in this line. So they can't. They got to get rid of Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, and they've got to get rid of Ezra Miller. Thank God. Yeah. And <laughs> they've got to get rid of Jason Momoa. Like they have to get rid of everybody. So it's funny. One name that didn't pop up because he is safe for now is Robert Pattinson. Now, he is not going to be the mainline Batman. He is a, and DC uses this a lot in their comics, he's an Elseworlds Batman. So he is, it's another reality yeah, where he is like, Batman over here. But Marvel James, has like Earth 626 and Earth yeah. whatever. The, like, so James Gunn names. is saying that uh, they have picked a new Superman. He looks like a young Henry Cavill. Yep. And they are going to pick a new Batman at some point. And he's going to be the big Batman, even though Robert Pattinson did amazing. It's right. a shame that they're choosing a new Batman because Robert Pattinson doesn't have, Robert Pattinson's Batman doesn't have any connection to any of the other movies. There's no tie-in no. like with like Batfleck, there's nothing with yeah. I Henry mean, they K- could fix that easy, but No, right but it now, doesn't It doesn't need to be. It's no. A, it, if there was, those connections were there, it would ruin Robert Pattinson yeah. for being in yeah. James Gunn's like series but like why the fuck not make him your batman and then go on with everything else he's young enough to be like the guy that they chose to be the new superman he's young enough to go like be equal with that new superman yeah for decades i get it robert pattinson's like what 35 like like he's fine (laughs) yeah that movie was great uh but we're gonna get another batman and everyone's like but what about that great movie that made a lot of money Oh, they're they're gonna make another one. They're, we're working on part two for Robert Pattinson's Batman, but they're like, but we're gonna make a mainline Batman. That's stupid for like Justice League and stuff in the future. That's stupid. Like, That's Just dumb. make Batman the mainline. You have literally it's gonna be years and years oh, before yeah. you have the wherewithal to make a fucking Justice League. At least a decade, right? At least because you've got to make a basic ass like wonder woman origin story again even Mm. though we just got the most perfect fucking wonder woman origin from patty jenkins we have to make another superman origin story because i guess they're working on it now but yeah well they barely cast people they (laughs) 
They're not. We're uh, not like we're not working on it. They're barely at like casting. They don't even have fucking scripts yet. Yeah. So we're so far away from a fucking Justice League movie that you could Robert Pattinson could finish a trilogy of Batman movies and go from where he was at the beginning of the Batman as a young, inexperienced, like, I just have a lot of rage, Batman, to being the best detective the world's ever seen by the time they reach, by the time they are ready to do a Justice League. Because they still have... Yeah, but they're not going to make... If they're going to make some other Batman, then they also have to do an other Batman origin story and build him up unless he's just magically already the greatest Batman. And that's fucking stupid. Just use Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So, as you hear the from passion. our the yeah, passion. our passionate talks about DC, some of the biggest, most recognizable characters are in DC, even though Spider-Man is actually technically for real legit the most popular character in the world. Oh yeah. Second place, very close second place Batman. And then I think Superman's third and then like right now Captain America and Iron Man, it's like all the newer movies. Captain America's up there now. He might have passed Batman at this point. I don't know. A lot no, of people love Captain not. America now. I love Captain America, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but, but I don't think he's passed Batman. Yeah, but Spider-Man's like the hottest thing in this world. And they keep yeah, making banger-ass movies. Because so. he's the most relatable. And we need to re- review that new one. But, anyway. So, uh, someone out there is like, But you didn't review the first one. Hey, I'll talk about it. Less than five fucking minutes. Uh, it is an origin story for Billy Batson getting the powers. So we see, what is it named? Mark Strong, the bad guy from the first one? He was in Kingsman. Yeah, He's like, that's the Country actor's Roads, name. Yes. Take me home. Mark Strong is the actor's name. He got name, exploded. Yes. I don't know what his character name was. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, he's a bad guy. And <laughs> he, he wants to do bad, bad things. And then we see, oh, I can't say his name. It's African as fuck. Um, Jimon Hansu. Yeah, that's that's my wife. He is the wizard, and he's like, "Hey, Billy, you are pure of heart, and the world is very shitty. So you are the best choice to be my champion." He does bring up quickly that there was another champion, but it didn't work out. Hey, that's Black Adam. So, uh, it even in the comic books, Black Adam had the powers first, and he's like, "Cool." I'm even stronger. I'm gonna do bad stuff with you know with my ratchet ass friends and the wizards like stop it and kind of freezes him and one day hopefully well I don't know now but Zachary Levi is supposed to fight the Rock. That's just how it works. But I don't know if that's gonna happen anymore. Probably not because they won't renew the Rock's yeah thing. It's weird. But Billy Batson he gets the powers of oh damn it uh, the strength of. Ooh, I'm gonna fuck it up. But that's H. So it's it's Solomon. So the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, mm-hmm. the the A. What is the A? God damn it! I'm an idiot. It's like heart of Athena. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, so it is the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus. The courage of Achilles and the speed of Mercury. That has changed over the years because some kids are like, who the fuck is Mercury? And it's like, uh. So they have edited the people that he gets the powers from. In the comic books, some gods die and he gets powers from newer gods. But it's he comes out the same, so it's fine. But I think even in the movie, it's 
different. Uh, yeah, the Golden Age uh, Shazam had different ones, but yeah, it it's fine. It's He is powered by multiple gods because of reasons we'll find out in the second movie. But he's got powers, and what does a little kid do when he's got ultimate powers? He makes a YouTube channel. And, uh, oh man, it was like Captain like Electric Powers or something. He was charging people's phones. And he's like, you're welcome, you're welcome. And he's blowing people's phones up. But then the bad guy is like, ooh, he's got that evil power. I want that power. And so he's got to fight. Billy Batson is an orphan. Another tried and true comic book trope. You don't have a family. If you have a family, they're probably gonna die. So make them an orphan. They don't have no one to care about. So when he's not being super, Billy is being grumpy because he doesn't want to call somebody dad or mom. He had a mom and dad, but they're dead now. But he's got at least six brothers and sisters, and they're slowly chipping away at his hard exterior. Towards the end of the movie, he finds out that the greatest power is family. And being able to give his brothers and sisters the powers of Shazam also. And so now we have the Shazam family, or the, the Captain Marvel family, but they can't say that. So they are the Shazam family. And it's really cool, because all the kids there, one girl is in her late, like, she's probably getting close to 20. Well, she's getting ready for college. She's 19. And all the other kids, there's probably no one over 15. And they get their... Billy. Oh, yeah, Billy's a bit older, yeah. Billy's 17, and he's, like, part of this movie, he's, like, concerned about what's going to happen when he ages out of the foster care system. And they get powers, and we get really cool actors being the older versions of these little kids and i thought that was pretty fucking cool so megan good uh have has had a fat crush on her and we have well, since like cousin skeeter yeah <laughs> uh what is his name adam brody he was in the oc and many other things he was in a scary movie we watched a while ago mm-hmm. but anyway he is one of the other kids so it's really fun and it was a cute-ass movie. And then Captain Mar- Shazam saves the day. And he breaks the staff in front of the bad guy. The bad guy's like, no, that's that's my stick of ultimate power. He's like, well, your stick is gone, dickhead. And that's the movie. And now he's got a family that have powers and he can share a secret with. And hopefully be a normal-ish family. So that's the first Shazam. I left out a lot of stuff. It's cute as fuck. It makes you laugh. It's really cool. And we get a cameo from the, uh, like, 94% of the body of Superman. Because he invites Superman to eat lunch with his, I guess, adopted brother. But we don't see his face. Eddie from Stranger Things. Yeah. And or not Stranger Things. My bad. For It. From It. Eddie from It. Yeah. And they he freaks out because he's like, holy shit, it's Superman. And then it, it cuts out before you can see Henry Cavill's face. Uh, hopefully that was his body. Hell, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> so, that's the first Shazam. Could you imagine how pissed you'd be if you were fucking Henry Cavill and you were like, yeah, I'll get suited up and go to this thing and then they don't even fucking show your face? Like, you could have picked any random person off the street who was built kind of like Superman. Yeah, just get someone yoked as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That kind of sucks. But, we, this movie starts four years after the other movie. So he had to be younger, because he's scared of being aged out now. I don't know what age it is when you're in the foster care system. You age out at 18. So he had to have been in 14, 15s? Yeah. Yeah. So 
Four years after the first movie, we see Hespera and Calypso, their two daughters of the Titan Atlas. So for the kids that didn't read that one sweet-ass book about mythology, Atlas holds up the Earth on his shoulder. And boy, it, it, it's a very shitty job, but he's the only one that can do it. Hercules did it for, ooh, I want to say he did it for like a minute. And he was like, this really fucking hurts. And Atlas is like, sweet. I can stretch. I can do things with my hood rat friends. And he tricks him again to hold it. And he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but no, in many different stories, I know a Percy Jackson story, Atlas is an asshole because he hates doing that job. And he actually tricks um, Percy, I was going to say their combined name, Annabeth. I was going to say Percabeth. Uh, Annabeth to hold up the earth for a while. And she is in pain doing it. I forget which book that was. I don't even remember that happening. Yeah, because they have to go save her, and she's, like, holding up the Earth somehow, using her powers. But, um, no, Atlas is usually a dickhead. So, the two daughters of the Titan Atlas, they break into a museum in Athens, Greece, and they steal the wizard's broken staff. But Otis, I hear someone say, wouldn't Shazam, like, get rid of that staff? Nah, he just threw it away <laughs> into the garbage, not knowing that it was an important fucking thing and it makes sense he's a little kid he's a child they so. saved the day and when they got ice cream afterward he's like i don't need the staff you i would have kept it because i like fucking you know like batman when he beats somebody he's like oh cool you cold ray gun i'm put that on my wall you would have kept it because you're a pigeon yeah i do like things <laughs> so they take it to the wizard uh he got imprisoned in the god's realm so he is stuck. He can't talk to Billy, but he's like, and I hope he's doing a good job on Earth. And they force him to repair the staff. He takes a, not a sliver, what is it called? When a piece of wood gets stuck in your skin? A splinter. Splinter. I said sliver, and I was like, that don't sound right at Same all. Same thing. And it's a very gross scene, because he pulls the longest splinter out of his finger. And I was like, damn, that's... It sends shivers down my spine just talking about it. Yeah, that fucking... Sh oh, it Not sucks. a lot of stuff freaks me out like that, but, like, people getting, like, normal hurt. Yeah. Like, paper cuts and splinters, like, insane <laughs> splinters, that shit just, like, makes my skin crawl. You remember... In you, fucking Jackass, when they, yeah, like, yeah, give yeah. themselves splinters in between each of their fingers, I, like was clenching my fist and my butt. I was just like, this is too fucking much. It's funny, because uh, Steve-O came in, he's like, this fucking sucks. I bet it does, because it's the worst. Because <laughs> everyone has had those minor inconveniences, and they fucking hurt. I love that one, because he's like, man, I shouldn't have woke up and came in here. <laughs> so, using his powers, the wizard informs Billy and his... <laughs> I'm trying to just... Shazamily, Shazamily wow. of foster siblings. That's what he. That's one of the names he wants to use. But they're like, oh, what name did they give him? Something based off of Philadelphia. I don't remember. They're like they're... like the Philly fanatics, but the Fanata family. No, they call them something horrible because their family just stuff. breaks shit. Yeah. So they go save people on the Benjamin Franklin Bridge, but they kind of get called out because some bitch falls. They save a lot of people. But they're not good at the whole, hey, we, let's try to fix this as it breaks. But they're kids, you know? you know what I mean? And at this point, it's been four years, the eldest girl, her name is Mary, they recasted, and I think she's fine, 
uh, in all sense of that word, but... The Philly Fiascos. Fiascos. That's a sweet-ass name. (laughs) Uh, Mary, she kind of resents this whole superhero life because she couldn't go to college because she has to stay here and be a hero. And so she's, like, trying to do college on the side, and Billy is worried about getting aged out and getting kicked out of the home when he is old enough in the foster system. And then some of the kids are being heroes on their own, and the youngest is just like, I'm a little fucking kid. Like, this is cool, I like doing this, but I get distracted by kittens easily. Like, it's, it's all kind of... That little girl has ADHD for oh, sure. Yeah. But it, it's funny because they have superpowers, and you would think they'd be fine forever, but even kids get not bored with it, but they're like, hey, well, I'm going to go play some video games. Like, you're a superhero, you can fly around. Yeah, but the baseball game's on. I'm gonna go watch that. Like, you know, it just becomes an easy thing. So, the wizard warns Billy about the daughters, and he is trying his best to get the the family, like, ready to fight. So, Freddy, one of the brothers, he's still getting his ass bullied at school. I'd be damned if I got bullied. If I can turn into a fucking Superman, you best believe I'm slumping somebody uh, as they go out to get fucking ice cream from... 31 flavors just like oh my god that dude just came out of nowhere and hit my son in the stomach and walk off but he falls for a new girl named Anne, and she's a little cutie pie and he's instantly smitten and she's like talking to him so he's like holy shit this is the furthest i've been like just verbally with a with a woman this is awesome (laughs) so the other two sisters pop up and freddy pulls very much the dumbest thing because he's in love he shows his secret identity oh no don't do that and Anne is like oh shit i didn't think you were one of those shazam people because i am one of the bad guys and she is the third daughter of atlas and they drain his powers very easily they use the staff and just zap him once and he's like oh shit i went out of my super form and they kidnap freddy And they enclose Philadelphia in this indestructible dome, a bubble around the city. So no one can leave. And it's funny because I was thinking about the the problems with putting a dome that nothing goes through on some place. Stephen King made a, a book under the dome. And he talks about the issues with that. The second the dome went down, so many cars, so many trains, so many planes crashed into it. So inside the dome... The ecosystem is just fire red, smoky, the air is shitty, and then someone, it finally hits somebody, they're like, what do we do when the air runs out? Because this dome is blocking everything, they're like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And I was like, yeah, it'd be super hot in there, because there's no wind. And little by little in this movie, you see everybody, they just are sweatier, and sweatier, and then one person walks by, and it's like, hey... Zappy dude, are you gonna save the day? And he's like, I'm trying my best. And his pits were really sweaty. And I was like, Why is that dude so sweaty? I'm like, There's no fucking wind in Philadelphia right now. Uh, they should have had the Philly fanatic pop up. Or uh, oh, what's that crazy dude's name? Gritty. Yeah, Gritty should have been in this movie. But anyway, uh, Freddy is imprisoned with the wizard in the God's realm. Uh, this movie, you get a lot more Freddy, and I thought that was awesome. Oh, yeah, they gotta spend the money because they, they gotta get their money's worth because they spent money on Dylan Glazier. Yeah, you're right about that. (laughs) 
So the Shazam family, they enter the Rock of Eternity. So inside of their home, they have a door, and they go into another, like, dimension. And they have multiple doors that go to different realities. And one of the kids is, like, making a list of where doors go. They find a pen, and they name it Steve, and he can write anything they say and it's really smart he's like the librarian of this gigantic library in the rock of eternity he can answer all the questions yeah so they draft a letter to hespera and they are like hey let freddy go and then we'll find a way to make this work because i mean we're not gonna give our powers or anything but we're gonna try our best to make this work and so billy meets one of the sisters at a restaurant and while they're fighting we see Pedro, uh, one of the other brothers, he gets his power sucked away. I'm like, shit, man, the group's getting smaller. They actually capture Hespera. But then, unfortunately, that was all part of the plan. And she breaks free and steals a golden apple that was in the library, just as a paperweight. Because they're kids, they don't understand things. And is a part of the Tree of Life. So, the it seems like the game plan is the their realm the god's realm is destroyed and looks shitty so they're gonna plant a new tree of life which will breed all the monsters from D and mythology lore and just use earth's realm as their new home but what about the humans otis uh they will become food for the minotaurs and the displacer beasts and the, all the things that come out they're just gonna eat them <laughs> so freddy Steals the apple, but he gets discovered, and they're having to run away. And Billy and the Shazam family, they show up, and then Freddy gets his powers back. Um, and they prepare for the big fight. So the wizard and Billy and the whole Shazam family, they meet back up at home. They don't really choose the moment to tell their parents that they are the Philadelphia Fiasco family. But uh, they're, like, in bed and the mom and dad are like, what the hell? And then they're like, it's us, it's us, Shazam. And like, oh, it's our children. They're superheroes. And so now they put the kids and the parents in the Shazam van. And they drive around. So they try to have some type of plan. But Calypso, with a dragon, scoot off to grab the apple. Because they want to get this plan going. Unfortunately, the eldest daughter... Hespera gets beat up by Calypso because she's like, yeah, you're soft. I kind of want to just kill all the humans and you're like trying to figure out a way to like make things work. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to stab you in the back with this dragon tail. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so after this skirmish, everybody except Billy, they lose their powers. So now once again, it is up to Captain, Sh it's up to Shazam. God, his name is Captain Marvel. But it's up to Shazam to save the day. So the kids aren't useless in this movie. They actually head off and try to help humans in the town. And there's Cyclopses, Harpies, Manticores, and Minotaurs just around. And like, all sorts of other things. Yeah, fucking people up. I don't think anybody gets eaten, but they probably did get eaten. And so they come up with a plan to invoke... One of the most dangerous monsters in all of mythology lore. The unicorn. And I don't know if unicorns are supposed to be this hardcore. But 
the youngest daughter, she brings out Skittles, which is obviously, obviously, something that unicorns love to eat. Pocket it's, candy. Yeah, it's pure sugar. It looks like a rainbow. They love rainbows. Mm-hmm. And she has enough Skittles in her pocket, uh, a child after my own heart, and feeds a herd of unicorns, and the family scoot down the street. And it's funny, all of the mythology monsters are like, holy shit, it's unicorns! And they're all, like, running away, and so they're stabbing the shit out of monsters and stuff. It's actually pretty funny. So, at this point, Billy is a little bit worried because everything's falling apart. So he tells a wizard, like, bro, I don't think I'm supposed to be having these powers. Like, nothing I do goes right. And then, like always, there's always that moment where the hero needs a good a good sentence, a good talking to and the wizard's like, no, you are the perfect person for the job. I picked the right person. Go, go be a hero, bud. And he's like, I think I can do it now. So, Billy fights against Calypso and the giant dragon. And so, Billy overloads the staff with electricity. Because Captain Marvel can shoot electricity out of his hands and his chest like Unibeam. And so, he overloads the staff and destroys the tree of life. Hooray! And the dragon. Hooray! And Calypso. Hooray! And himself. Oh no! And Billy's dead. Not just the super form. Billy, the kid, is fucking dead. And they bury him. I'm like, oh sweet Jesus, he's for real dead. I was like, damn, they kill a kid. They did that in Superman. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, people, people get slumped up. So, they, oh, the youngest daughter, the youngest daughter of Atlas, she, she does a, a face turn, so she's good. And Freddy has got himself a girlfriend that's thousands of years old. That's weird, but fuck it. They're, she's a kid. Looks like a kid, whatever. Um, so, they take Billy's body to the God's Realm for his burial. And unfortunately, there's one way to bring him back, but you need an actual God to revive him. But there's no gods, you say. Wait, there's one. With the fucking coolest intro song. It's Wonder Woman. And so earlier in the movie, Billy was having a dream about going on a date with Wonder Woman. And it was just Wonder Woman from the back. And so you could see the hair, you could see the body, but not the face. And I was like, eh, is, this, is this the cameo that we're going to get? Just her backside? And she didn't talk, and I was like, okay, I guess. But no, Gal Gadot is in this movie looking great, looking fucking amazing. And she revives Billy and tells him, like, hey, you're a legit hero, man, and I'm excited to see what you do. And Billy realizes, I just came back from the fucking dead, I'm gonna shoot my shot. And it's like, hey, if you wanna, like, hang out later or do something, she's like, you got a bug in your teeth. And he's like, oh, (laughs) Uh, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Wonder Woman. I love you. Uh, I'd shoot my shot too, bud. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for bringing me back from the dead. I think I was in heaven, but whatever. But your eyes are heavenly. I just said something. But, uh, hooray! And so, Freddy, the youngest daughter of Atlas, Anthea. Anthea? I think it's Anthea. And the wizard, he's back in the human realm. Hooray! He was trapped, but now he's good. And now he's going to go see the world. And he got a makeover because he was looking crazy. I don't know, I always just have to look like they're maniacs. 
but he's he's looking way better. And so we get a mid credit scene, and we see, ooh, I can't remember her name from Peacemaker. Ju- was it Julie? Amelia, Amelia Harcourt, and John Economos, that asshole with the what the what they were talking about his hair plugs with the glasses, yeah. Oh no, his mustache. He was coloring it in, and they were like, "Just tell." You color your hair, it's fine. He's like, I don't color my fucking hair. And then at the end, he's like, I color my hair. <laughs> they attempt to recruit Billy for the Suicide Squad. That's a really dumb idea. And they leave because they're annoyed because he's a really, he's just a fucking kid with powers. And he's like, I don't know, behind someone's house, just shooting cans with his electrical powers. And he's talking about names. He's like, Suicide Squad, that's a stupid name. He's like, it should be like, oh, what did he say? This, the Marvel... He's like the something Marvels. He's like, ooh, that's a good name. Or the Avengers. The Avengers. The, the Avenging Marvels or something. He said something and it was like. I think he says the Avengers. Yeah, and he's like, ooh, that's a good name. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I like that. And they leave because he's very annoying. And they're not in the Justice League. But they say they're going to try to. Well, they say it's Suicide Squad. But then they say they're going to restart the Justice Society. So Justice Society is old as fuck. And it's another. Universe. version yeah. kind of of justice league yeah uh that wonder woman movie that we did that's the justice society of america but that was like world war one or two i don't remember i can't remember which war it was probably two yeah because everybody likes to punch hitler yeah i think it was two i think it was two i mean it could have been either one i don't yeah. remember that was a while ago and then we see another post credit scene uh the bad guy from the first movie he's not dead he's just in prison and this like like caterp- caterpillar, Mister Mind, uh, they are talking about they are kind of come up with a plan to take over, but the plan's not ready yet. And he's like, "I'll be back." And he's like, "I've been here for years." And he's like, "I'll be back." And he scoots off. So that's just them making fun of how long it takes to make a movie. <laughs> so if they make a third one, he'll probably pop up in it. The caterpillar made me think of the butterflies from Peacemaker. Yeah, fuck, those are good bad guys. Let me add that to a D and D fucking campaign those things are cool evil butterflies yeah that just like eat your insides out and then like and use you as a husk yeah yeah fuck that was cool <laughs> so katie who was your favorite character in shazam fury of the gods so i looked had to look up his name because i couldn't remember um and he's listed as Shazam, but that's not ever what they call him in the movie. And that would be The Wizard, played by Jaman Hansu. Yeah. He was perfect in this film. He was equal parts, like, grumpy and mean and just funny as hell. The scenes where he and Freddy are stuck in the... The gods, the realm? gods yeah. realm, and really they're like cool. going through the maze, and they're just like shit talking each other and like being ridiculous together was fucking great. And he just plays really well off of the immaturity of the hero that is Shazam, like the all six of the heroes that are Shazam. He did really, really well playing off of all of their weird like quirks. The little girl and her like having complete faith in everything that everything's going to work out. Uh, and he was great in the scenes when they're in the van and the fam, the mom and dad are there. And he's just like, oh, oh, I'm going out. I'm going with them. And it's just like, it was perfect. And he was so funny. He was the best. So speaking of the youngest girl and her just believing in everything, I'm going with Darla Dudley. That's her full name. Alliteration. 
because you're a hero. Darla, the, both versions, the kid and the hero version, they were hilarious. She was in the adult version, and she saves a box of kittens from a car, and then she comes back later for the family in the car. She's like, oh, kittens, and j- takes them to s- complete safety, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to save you, too. Uh, she's hilarious in this whole movie. One of the best lines made me laugh when she gave the Skittles to the unicorn and says, taste the rainbow, motherfucker, and just starts murdering evil, like, mythology monsters. I she's like was, a nine-year-old. Yeah. It it was really cool. I had a great time with that character. So, who's your least favorite character in this? Calypso. And <laughs> it wasn't just because the character was annoying. Like, I... I don't know. Her whole bad guy, like, thing was, um, fuck everybody, I just want to kill everything. And that was obnoxious. Like, there was not really too much more to her character. It was like, it was like, okay. Yeah, it was, it was too simple. Um, her revenge plot, like, it was basically like, oh yeah, the humans, like, or the gods wrecked my dad and because of that i'm taking revenge on everybody in the whole world and that was it there was no like oh it's because i want to do this thing i want to make the god's realm do this i want to make these people do this i want to do like there was not enough intricacies in her plan and i think lucy Liu was kind of wasted in this film because she is actually a really great actress and the character just didn't go anywhere i felt like they were trying too hard to make her just like a I'm really bad. They were trying to make you hate her and like I'm really bad and it just didn't play well because they didn't utilize Lucy Liu very well I don't think. The problem in it's a yeah same thing. I actually said the villains in this movie. The problem with multiple villains that are from the same group is they all have to have time to shine and Calypso didn't get any time well, she was that, just saying bad things in the back. Helen Mirren got a lot of lines. Yeah, and if Helen Mirren ended up being the main bad at the end, and it was Calypso that had to kind of face turn yeah. to save uh, everybody else against like Helen Mirren's character just wanting to blow up the world, that would have been excellent because yeah. they did play to Helen Mirren's strengths. They did give her time to shine they focused on her character a bit more she was like the older sister so she did have some like control over the situation with the other two and i think that it would have been really good if they had stayed on helen mirren and and then you know something happens and then helen mirren like flips a switch and is like you know what i wasn't originally gonna kill everybody but now i'm killing everybody fuck it but they didn't do that and they chose to make calypso like immediately oh my sister did one thing that kind of upset me a tiny bit fuck it i'm destroying everything including my sisters i don't care anymore yeah it it, it's a shame but one problem and marvel doesn't have this problem to an extent but the villains dc every hero has a villain at least two or three but a lot of them are very spare. Wonder Woman, she deals with gods all the time, and they're really spare. Uh, unfortunately, that's the weakest part of her movies, is the final fight. Really. Well, that's because they don't choose... DC, in this 
current Justice League that we've been dealing with, this current set of people, the DCEU, they choose to focus too much time of their movies yeah. on the hero, which, I mean, it is a movie about the hero. But, yeah. But there's not enough backstory on the villain. Yeah, to spread their wings. To, like, uh, yeah, for us to really, like, hate them. And then yeah. by the end of the movie, when the big fight happens and the hero kills them, it's like, okay. Yeah, like, cool. oh, Oh, that was a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't really care. I think the only movie of the series that did really well with introducing the villain and, like, explaining why they were there and what their problem was was uh, Superman, the the Zod, Zod. Played, played by... um Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon. I think they did a really good job with him, even though they kind of changed it from the comics about, like, what happens to Zod and yeah. how, how the story ends up. I think they did a really good job of explaining... Why he's so disgruntled, why he hates Superman, why he came to Earth to fuck up Superman, yeah. and his whole plot. They gave him enough that it was like, oh, yeah, I get it, you're fucking mad. But everybody else was like, oh, like Aquaman, the bad guy in Aquaman was like, oh, you're a disgruntled employee of Aquaman, and you just <laughs> fucking, like, peaced out, and when it turned against me, cool, <laughs> I don't give yeah. a fuck. It's, it's a shame... I that newer Batman movie Riddler was they well they played that like a horror movie so you got to see a lot of Riddler when he was doing bad stuff well and you got to see his backstory they fully fleshed out a reason yeah. for him to hate Gotham and the Waynes and Batman yeah that was he sweet. had a reason to do his whole thing but Batman villains always do yeah the it, Batman villains are the only ones they that get fleshed out real good yeah <laughs> and unfortunately in the Justice League movie and in the Ben Affleck version of Batman, we did not get to see a fully fledged out reason why Jared Leto's Joker hates Batman. Just that he's fucking crazy yeah. and he wants to wreck shit. It just seems like it's just fun fun to mess with him. Yeah. I guess that's what they were going for. But that's not that wasn't enough. No. Which is why everybody well, part of why everybody hated the Jared Leto Joker. So I thought he was just fine. So did I. <laughs> he's crazy as fuck. You know, what else do you want? So uh, yeah, like I said, it's weird. Katie and I, I think we have a really good amount of love. I mean, my favorite character is from DC, and Katie loves some Superman. So both of us have a really good investment in DC, just the world. And so it's just a shame when you're not dealing with a Batman villain, it's probably going to be some villain that doesn't get any time to shine, really. So that's why we both picked the villains in this movie. So let's do something before Seven Word Synopsis. I'm going to hit you with something and see work that big, juicy chess club brain of yours. So Thanks. if there was one thing, or you can say multiple things, if there's one thing you could change about this movie to, if not make it more successful or make it better in your eyes, what would you do? I can go first if you need time to marinate. Go ahead. Uh, add more scenes with the kids. I thought it was... That was some of the best parts of the movie. Because, unfortunately, we didn't get that much with the adult kids. Because they lost their powers. So we, we got a lot with Freddy. And I thought that was really good. Darla got more lines from the first movie. Uh, the other kids... We got one that was like, I'm gay. And they're like, yeah, we know. It, it, that was a really like cool scene. I thought that was hilarious. And the other brother, Eugene, he's just been just tracking things in that other realm. I thought this movie would have done a little bit better with the kids. 
I get why they couldn't add more because people want to see the fights and you can't have the little kids fighting superhero stuff. You gotta, you know, have the big people swing. And Zachary Levi's gonna get his time because he is the hero of this movie. But uh, I thought, I think this movie would have done a little bit better in my eyes if we had a little couple more kid scenes in it. So it's tough because I think that DC did what they did because of how the first movie played out. Yeah. I think that a lot of the reviews and stuff from the first movie and complaints were that there was too much kids. It was a it was like a yeah. kid focused movie. There were a lot of kids in the and, first and it's meant to be. And yeah. and that's a problem for DC and I guess people who were going into Shazam not knowing anything about Shazam because they expected, you know, a Captain America, a Iron Man type yeah. movie, Wonder Woman, where it's just like all heroes all the time. The Here's the hero, now he's fighting bad guys. But this movie, the first movie, played out like the first half of the movie It. It is all, it's kids for almost the whole movie. Yeah. And they are dealing <laughs> with not only kids stuff, but also like evil villain stuff. And DC saw that, like, in the reviews and ratings and stuff of the first movie, and we're like, okay, well, we're going to fix that. We're going to make this movie more time with the kids as adults. Yeah. So then they overcompensated with that, and it was too much adults and not enough kids. There was not really a good balance, I don't think, that would make anyone really happy. Oh, no. Because the people who were upset originally that the movie was too kid, too much kids weren't even going to bother watching the second You're right about that, yeah. And the people who thought that there was just the right amount of kids in the first movie wanted to see the same amount of kids in the second movie, and then there wasn't that. So then they were upset at this movie. (laughs) And it just, it's like a lose-lose situation for DC. Um, But if I was going to change something about this film to have made it more successful... um, it's hard because it's not really about the film itself. Yeah. But about the stuff that was happening with DC at the time that this oh, film yeah. came out. There are things that DC needed to keep under wraps and shut the fuck up about for this movie to have been successful, and they didn't. Like, the announcement of James Gunn taking over DC ruined any hopes that this movie was going to make money. And it was already kind of like, Shazam was kind of the, uh, we don't know, we're not really sure. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy of the DC Universe. It's yeah. that, like, we've never heard of these characters before. The The main population has never heard of these characters before. But we're going to put them in a movie and we're going to hope for the best. And another issue with this new change of the, the guard, because James Gunn and Peter Safran they assume control is they dis- they realized or decided that we need money and so they brought in what's that fucker's name uh Zaslav Zaslav well, I'm going to say your name wrong fuck it but he comes into businesses like discovery and just guts 60% of it and he's like here here's yeah. like 700 million dollars and it's like we don't have any shows left you got money and so we had a Batgirl movie that was oh, done. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I forgot that that even happened. Yeah. There was a whole thing when HBO bought out uh, 
Warner Brothers bought out HBO or HBO bought out Warner Brothers. Yeah, I don't know the com- combination. One of them. It, w- it was something like that. But they, but they had already been, like, partners in regards to DC. They had been doing, like, on HBO Max, they had all of the DC everything. Yeah. Everything that they had done on WB, all of their, like, The Flash, Arrowverse, all of that was all on DC, or all on HBO Max. They had all of um, the animated stuff and everything. And then when they did that merger, which happened right around this time, which was in between when Shazam was finished filming and when Shazam was set to release. Yeah. That gap between when it finished and when it was set to release, all this shit with DC just like exploded. And because of the acquisition and how it worked out, they figured out that they are not going to release a bunch of stuff and a bunch of stuff that had already been finished was canceled and a bunch of stuff that was currently in the works and like finishing up was canceled and the DC universe just ex- they completely exploded yeah. rather than wrapping everything up yeah. with a cute little bow like okay we have the Batgirl movie we're going to fin- like finish the post production stuff on it send it out that's the last movie that'll be the very last movie that is like pre james gunn and then he can do whatever he wants no they were like nope fuck it we're not allowed to release it ever it's never seen the light of day we're gonna cut off all of these animated movies and things that we had already decided to make we're not making those we're not doing um any like arrow versus all ending all of that like flash is done i think they're not doing the batman and animated series they were gonna bring it back and have the original animators I don't think they're doing it because of this merger. I'm curious. Cutting stuff. I feel like James Gunn will bring will make that happen though. Like eat like that's good. Money. Now now that this is now that the acquisition is done and everything has been everything that was gonna get shut down has been shut down and and like he's in charge of the studio now. I think he's probably gonna bring back a lot of things from the '90s and stuff that. Yeah. He's going to do what Marvel is doing currently with DC and or with Disney in bringing like, oh, we're going to have X-Men 97 and we're going to bring <laughs> and we're going to do all these things that all of these people, all of these current adults are super nostalgic for. And we're going to bring them back like we're going to do pull a uh, No Way Home. Yeah. And we're going to have all three Spider-Men in this oh, shit. Man. Like, Give it to me. yeah, I think James Gunn is going to do that eventually down the line. But this movie definitely suffered at the hands of the time that it was coming out. Oh, yeah. If this, had, if this movie had come out six months earlier, like around the time that Black Adam had come out, great. It would have done, I think it would have done excellent. It's, but It's funny you bring that up. So this movie, they started filming and things like that in 2019. Mm-hmm. It was going to come out April 2020. But then COVID was like, quit that shit. And so it got moved to November 4th, 2022. And then in 2020, it got pushed to June 2nd, 2023. So it jumped around a whole bunch, multiple times. Yeah. A couple of DC uh, uh, Marvel movies jumped around. Marvel I know did that too. Doctor Strange jumped. Well, everything had twice. to. When COVID happened, a bunch of stuff had to get pushed. They had to cancel a bunch of release dates. Yeah, that Marvel's movie has moved several two or three times now. Yeah, because they they canceled what was it that was supposed to come out right at the beginning of COVID? Black Widow was supposed to drop. Yeah, and they had to push. They pushed Black Widow a few months, and then they had to push everything like 
the places that it, everything was set to drop, they had to move, shift everything down one. Yeah. And then shift everything down one again when stuff still wasn't back from COVID because we were just, like, stuck in the you're not allowed to go outside or see things. So. Come here, Bella. Come here. Okay, we'll stay over there and look cool. I don't care. She's going to jump on you right when you leave. Right? That's what I'm saying. So, now we can do seven word synopsis. That was an awesome addition. I like that. I like that. So, I have one, maybe two, but one for sure. Uh, I needed more kids in this series. And unfortunately, this might be the last one we get, but I'd like more with the children dealing with college. And high school and stuff like that, because Darla, she should be uh, God knows what age now. It sucks, too, because they wasted the time that would have been Absolutely. perfect for the kids. Like Billy's getting big, man. Well, like, I, I my concern, so, if you don't know, they're making it, um, HBO is going to make a Harry Potter show. Yeah. Which is great. I think that, I think that a show will do the seven book series justice. As long as they stick to a very strict filming schedule and don't fucking stop for seven years straight. Because there's a big difference between 9-year-old or 10-year-old or 11-year-old Harry Potter and 14-year-old Harry Potter. Just like there's a huge fucking difference between 9-year-old Darla and 14-year-old Darla. (laughs) Like, you wait five years... That person has completely changed. Like, do we still hire Megan Good to be the adult Shazam version of her? Or do we just have the girl be the adult version of her? Like, I was, <laughs> I, we, I literally said this to Otis at the end of this movie, because the kid version of Billy is about to, quit, quote, age out in of the foster care system. He's about to be 18. What does that mean for the Zachary Levi version of Shazam? If the kid who is Shazam is now an adult, do you waste the time having that original Billy Badson be in the movie at all as, quote, kid Shazam, college-age Shazam, and then he grows up to be Zachary Levi when he says Shazam, or do you just say, fuck it, fire that kid, and keep Zachary Levi the whole time? Then you put Zachary Levi in college, and then he's also Shazam. <laughs> like, at what point, the problem with young Sheldon, at what yeah. point, at what point of the kids aging do you just say, fuck it, now he's a full, now we're using the adult version yeah. of this person? Like, well, I think that show is, they're getting to the end, aren't they? They have to be. Yeah, because he's big. Either either they have to be at the end, or he goes to college. Like, and like, like he leaves for college, and they cut him out, and end. it's no longer yeah. it's no longer young Sheldon. It's the Coopers, kind of like Roseanne when they like cut Roseanne out of that newer move, newer show, and yeah. they were just like, "Fuck it, it's the Connors," because that's what we want to see, anyways. Yeah. So it's like they'll. Pro- I think they'll probably do that with young Sheldon. Um, in the next couple of years because Ian Armitage is getting very old. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bigger than... The problem is you have... you When you cast someone at nine or eight or whatever as a little kid, you have no idea what they're going to look like when they grow up. Yeah. So then, you know, you cast nine-year-old because you're like, yes, he's perfect. He looks just like 
a young uh, Jim Parsons and he's going to be great. And then he grows up and grows up and grows up and then puberty hits him like a ton of bricks. And now he's fucking almost six foot tall. He's like, oh, like a hundred pounds more than, <laughs> than Jim Parsons is. Like, yeah. how? Do, where do you choose? <laughs> how do you choose? When do you cut him out? Like, yeah. Uh, what about you? Seven words. <clears throat> okay. Unicorns saved everyone when heroes just couldn't. You heard about that. Freddy wanted girlfriend, got end of world. <laughs> and Wonder Woman fulfilled Billy Badson's wet dreams. You write about that. <laughs> I know if Wonder Woman saved my life and just like walked off, I'm like, well, <laughs> well, I'm good. I'm good for a while. I got yeah. me some ammo. Uh, it was really cool to see Gal Gadot. And th- I'm s- I'm a little nervous. That might be the last thing she does in that suit. That's nerve-wracking. fucking shame. She is one of the coolest. Well. They will never find. Not never. I can't say never. But I don't think they will find anytime soon another Wonder Woman. Another actress who has the physical skill of Gal Gadot. Like, for those of you who don't know anything about Gal Gadot before being in Wonder Woman, she was part of the Israeli army. That's so cool. (laughs) The woman literally shot fucking machine guns and shit as part of the Israeli army. That's fucking cool. And then when she stopped being in the army, she went on to become a model and won, like, Miss Israeli or Miss Israel. And then went on to become the actress that we know now as Gal Gadot. Like, it's fucking insane. Yeah. You will never find an actress. Like, sure, there are actresses who are willing to, like, get buff for a movie role. Yeah. And they're willing to, like, lift weights and whatever. But this bitch was in the fucking military. Yeah, it was probably and looks easier for her perfect to do Yeah, as Wonder Woman. I'm, you know, and like I said, like Katie said... There are other women out there that could do this job. Easy. Uh, there's a list. You should go online and check the list of uh, failed Wonder Woman shows or shows that got a pilot. There are at least seven women that were going to be Wonder Woman, but then they only got one episode and they're like, we ain't gonna do it anymore. Colby Smolders, mm-hmm. fucking Robin from How Much Mother. She Good. was going to be Wonder Woman. And then Good. old girl from um, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Padalecki. Or Adrian. Oh, Adrian Padalecki. Yep, she she actually did a pilot for a Wonder Woman show. Good. I'm glad she didn't get it. Yeah, it, it didn't work. I forgot what channel it was going to be on. Not ABC. Like, but... the, all these people that you're describing to me, I'm picturing them in the the full yeah. getup, and I can't see it. Yeah. Not at all. And a, Dislike. And a lot of them were just, I mean, I think all these women are just straight American, right? Colby Smulders is Canadian. Oh, well, you know, I mean, when I say American, not like... Get, like not Americas. like not like Gal Gadot. She's not She's American. Israeli, you know yeah. what I mean? You mean of the Americas of the North of North America? Yeah, yeah. Fair skinned. <laughs> Fair skinned. Yes, and all I, of those. And are... like, hey, don't get me wrong. Linda Carter. I had a fat crush on Linda Carter when she was Wonder Woman. She is beautiful, and she white is all outdoors. I don't have anything against Wonder Woman being pale, being white. That's like whatever i don't care it's funny the comics she started she was white but then later they were like she'd be from another i liked i liked that they took the fact that she's amazonian yeah and so she would be darker from amazonia and 
Yeah, and made her, didn't make her change her natural speaking voice. Yeah. She was used, used from some another country. Used you know? her, used her slight accent, her Israeli accent, to really like add to the character. It added to the mystique of Wonder Woman. It added to like, oh well, she's clearly from somewhere else. But I don't know where. Yeah. But she's from somewhere else. She's strong as fuck. Like, it oh, was great. Man. It was excellent. And I don't think it would have the same impact. I don't think the character of Wonder Woman will have the same impact going forward if they choose to ch- do just, like, a plain American or yeah. a Canadian, like, a just a white person. Yeah. We'll see what they choose. If she doesn't come back, uh, you can tell from the tweets and stuff, her and Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill did not really get a, a he, good sending off. And he said, you can read it in his thing, he's trying not to be salty about it. He's so sad. But he's like, yeah, don't, don't be that upset, y'all. Superman will continue. But I, I kind of wish I had a better way out, you know? Because he, he, I don't know if he gave up the job of being the Witcher because he was having trouble with that show because they didn't want to read the books and shit. And he's like, I read the book. It should be like this. And like, well, we're making a show, Henry, so we're going to do it like this. He's like, my character wouldn't do that because I just read the book. And so he's like, I'm done. And they were like, oh. Well, part of that was... Superman. For Superman, yeah, too. He, he left for Superman. Yeah, he left to be Superman, and then James Gunn is like, I'm going with another Superman. I fucking Superman. hate... That really the... sucked. It's hard because I'm really excited to see what James Gunn does. Yeah, I bet it's a great idea. I, th- I think he's going to do a great job. I just wish that he had taken... Like, rather than starting completely over, I wish that he had jumped in and repaired it. Oh. Like, Kevin Feige was not in charge... I don't think not of, at the beginning of Marvel when Iron Man started. Oh, that was just a, a movie on its own. I know, and then um, I don't even think for the first couple of movies Kevin Feige was necessarily Josh involved. Josh did the first Avengers, he so did. I don't know if there was anybody well, he above was, him. He was involved. Kevin Feige was involved in the first Avengers. Okay. I'm pretty sure, but like at the very beginning of the MCU, Kevin Feige wasn't at the top. It was like. Everyone was doing their own thing, and then when they decided to bring it together, they're like, okay, well, we need to figure this out. We need to have, like, a head and, yeah. like, find a way to work all this, all these movies out together. I wish that James Gunn, rather than dumping what currently exists, I wish that he had come in and repaired the things that currently exist and make them good. Yeah. Don't recast Superman because everyone agrees, the whole world agrees... That Henry Cavill is great. Yeah. As Superman. He was great. His movies kind of sucked, but he's great. Yeah. Him individually, great. Yeah, I want a good Superman. Gal Gadot, fantastic. Yeah. Do not get rid of Gal Gadot. Her movies, like the end of her movies are kind of weird because her villains are kind of weird. Yeah. But she, as Wonder Woman, excellent. Yeah, she just needs a solid all the way through movie. Excellent. Aquaman, fucking Jason Momoa as Aquaman, fantastic. Amber Heard's a fucking bucket of trash. But... (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she was in that movie. But. but Jason Momoa as Aquaman, keep him. He's great. Yeah. Batfleck. Everyone had their fucking doubts, and then he oh. knocked it out of the goddamn park. He got so jacked he oh. couldn't fit through doors. The man was huge. He should have. They should have stayed on. And James Gunn could have made like branches, like they're doing right now in the MCU with the different universes. Yeah. Kept on 
the people that have already done successful movies and stuff, like the actors, and just made written better movies for them. Yeah. Like the Zack Snyder four hour long Justice League, a masterpiece. Yeah. The one that went to the theaters, trash. Yeah. Well, it a lot of stuff got cut, but yeah, no. It, you know Ben Affleck never got a solo movie? I know. He was just cameos. Oh, I'm very just aware. Like, oh, I'm very man. aware, and it's Batman fucking movie. trash. So bad. Oh, man. I love Batman. I really wanted him just whomping people. He punched a man into the ground. His head went into the fucking ground. You, you he think- punched a man through a support pillar. <laughs> and was- that whole fight, everyone, I was just like, Batman doesn't kill. Batman, oh, he's dead. This Batman, he's old. He don't give a shit He anymore. don't give a fuck. <laughs> he slung that but, one giant box at that man and it left like... And again, even, even if, if you if you don't like specific people in the... Like, okay, maybe James Gunn does, didn't like Batflick or didn't like whoever. Yeah. Write the movie where he becomes fucking old Batman and teaches Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Give us Batman Beyond. <laughs> give us anything else. Like... Have him roll up on Robert Pattinson's Batman and just like, oh, yeah, I trained you so good, and then walk away. Like, there's so many opportunities for... I'm sorry. There's (laughs) so many opportunities for good, awesome things to happen with the characters, the actors that they already had. Yeah. And they basically just were like, nope, fuck it, we're getting rid of you all and we're making new movies. And... I'm excited for those new movies, but yeah. I'm fucking sad that yeah. we're not going to see these people again. We're seeing the end. It's weird. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about DC later. We, we, got a, we got a cool idea coming up. So, what do you think the budget for Shazam! Fury of the Gods was? $200 million. Um, because there was so much CGI. The whole world of the gods was CGI, and the whole fight at the end... Was CGI. Yeah. So. Not the, bad CGI. No, but there it's was not, just it a wasn't lot. Bad. It looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it looked good. It was, there was just a lot of it. Yeah. So. Gotta hire a lot of act, uh, artists. The budget was 110 to 125 million. Well, that's less than expected. Yeah. It, I mean, cheap for. Uh, for a superhero comic movie, that's book cheap. Standards is very cheap. It's cheap, cheap, cheap. So, what do you think the box office was? I also said 200 million because I know that this movie. Did not do well because of the circumstances of its release. The box office was one hundred and thirty-three million. Yeah, eight million dollars. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, which eight million dollar profit. Way more for commercials and uh, putting um, stickers on walls and shit. This movie lost money, unfortunately, but there were a lot of things against it. People were like, "Fuck DC." Hey, check Everyone out a new was movie. So mad, and it's like, "Fuck, man." Uh, it's a shame. Uh, when it came out, I was like, dang, that's probably going to be fun. And then I didn't watch it in time. It came to, you know, the app. So hopefully it got traction on there. But oh, it, no, it was only in the theaters for like, I don't know, maybe not long. three weeks. It didn't feel like it. Three weeks? Yeah. Maybe a month? And then it, it was like, nah, we're, we're doing shitty. We got to get out. Yeah, it was a bit depressing because Zachary Levi, in interviews, he tries his best not to get salty or sad about oh, it he is but he's like i everybody am... is that's everyone who was part of this dceu is salty and they're all trying to save face and not be salty but it's yeah. fucking impossible yeah. 
because they all have a love for their characters even if they didn't have a love for their characters when they started yeah they have grown to love their characters and like henry cavill biggest nerd he's Super fucking nerd, he's man. fucking nerd god out here he is trying his damnedest to not just cry on camera about fucking losing yeah. superman and i'm th- i haven't seen anything with gal gadot but i'm sure she's fucking sad there was some interview i saw she's like i don't know what gonna happen but i'd love to make to more keep going movies. yeah i'd love to do it and but zachary levi is also a nerd god he is he has been in tr- like in the front of i'm a big ass nerd yeah. and i don't give a fuck that i'm a big ass nerd here it's all on my sleeve yeah so the fact that he what got to be a superhero and now isn't is so fucked up yeah at least he got to do it for a little bit man yeah it's just shitty ass circumstances yeah but yeah, this movie did not do that well financially, sadly. Yeah. But like I said, like we said for a while now, had a lot against it. So, do you have anything else to say about Shazam! Fury of the Gods before we get out of here? Uh, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. It was funny. Um, it went by really fast. Like yeah. it's a, I think it's like two hours, but it went by really. It's over just slightly over two hours, and it. I felt like it, it went by like really it. quick. Because yeah, it, it was, like, really witty, and there was a lot of, like, jokes and people making fun of each, like, you know, acting like kids, and just, it went really quickly, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's an enjoyable comic movie. Unfortunately, it has the issue of, who the fuck is this bad guy? What's that? I like the heroes. That happens a lot with DC. But hopefully we can see what James Gunn does, because uh, if you told me in Peacemaker the villain was going to be fucking... Uh, uh, butterfly alien monsters i'd have been like i don't know what the fuck that is that's for sure a villain from somewhere in dc or we see starro in fucking the suicide squad i I love starro starro is the first villain from the justice league the comic book that's the first person they fought starro is fucking awesome i never thought someone would be like uh y'all gonna fight a giant starfish i didn't think anybody would want to pull that so i will say james gunn he knows his past of DC. Hopefully we get some cool villains coming down the road. So I just listened to um, oh, yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Great podcast if you are looking for a podcast. If you don't know who Michael Rosenbaum is, he's the guy who played Lex Luthor in the show Smallville. Somebody save me. Yeah. Um, and he is really good friends with James Gunn and ends up in a lot of James Gunn's movies. In fact, he was in Guardians 3 mm-hmm. as, like, this reflecting glass, like, person yeah. <laughs> in in one of the other Guardians groups. Um, and in the interview, Mike Rosenbaum was like, so, uh, is there gonna be, like, Lex Luthor in this new Superman that you're... <laughs> that you're doing and um you know i I, because i know a guy like do you need me to shave my head and he was just like bugging his friend you know about it because they're really close friends and uh james gunn couldn't say uh you know because it's there's nothing been but he's written superman already Mm. And he basically just said that he probably wasn't going to be bringing in Mike Rosenbaum to be Lex Luthor. And it's like, you fuck. <laughs> but that'd be so But cool. 
Even if it's not Mike Rosenbaum, who is our, easily the best Lex Luthor we've ever seen on Let screen. Let him be the dad. Let him be Lex Lionel Senior. Luthor. Yeah. Um, even if we've never, like, even if it's not Michael Rosenbaum, I hope, 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 hope that James Gunn chooses to put Lex into this movie, into the yeah, su- the new Superman. A young one. I don't care how old. I, I don't care. Young, old, whatever. But... You can't, I don't think the Superman movies are as successful because they don't have Lex. Yeah. Lex is the Superman bad guy. And even if he's not, if Lex isn't the end of the movie bad guy, and he's just there and in the background and, you know, four movies down the road, he's fucking president of the United States oh, and ruining man. every, like, we're seeing President Lex and he's working with the Joker and doing some wild ass shit. Great. But develop that Lex character now in the beginning of this Superman story so that down the line we have a badass, horrific villain who is just this rich maniac. And yeah, that'd be I cool. want it so bad. Yeah, that'd be legit. <laughs> you don't got to kill him right away. It doesn't have to be a Superman return situation. No, oh. no, oh, he can stay alive. Yeah, he stays alive. He doesn't even have to really be bad. Just kind of bad in the first couple movies, oh. where you're just like, "Oh, well, that was questionable." LexCorp, you're doing, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing some questionable shit over there. Like, I'm not really worried about you because there's like, you know, a kaiju that just popped out of the ocean or whatever the fuck. I'm more worried about that right now. But LexCorp's doing some shady shit. Yeah. And in the next movie, LexCorp's still doing some shady shit. <laughs> but. Zod's here, so I'll be back. (laughs) You know, just like put it in the background and so that we can have it down the line. I like that. I want it so bad. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about Captain Marvel or why I keep fucking up and saying that, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, you can tell this is one of our favorite things to talk about. Yeah, so uh, many tangents. Yeah. I'm sorry. Comic We're books, all over the place. Horror. It's, it's like me with horror and wrestling. I can just talk for fucking ever. But comic books, it's... it, And I'm I'm cool. I'm glad I married somebody that enjoys comic books. Um, just like me. Because it's really fun. I get to talk about something that I really love. And I, I get a, another point of view. I get a women's... A woman's point of view on things so it helps me like keep an open mind on things They're like that's ass and she's like that's ass i'm gonna tell you why and i'm like oh shit never thought about that <laughs> you know so uh but no this is really fun uh comic book month is spiffy it's one of my favorite things so like i said before uh, in the future uh, katie and i will have a little side project we'll probably have some guests on but we're gonna start the timeline from the beginning way back and we'll have episodes where we even go back further from the mcu's timeline and watch movies like howard the duck and the original avengers movie the shitty mm. one you know that shitty one and the basic My fantastic four movie captain not the america shitty one. The oh i love the first captain america movie it's uh, bad oh it's so bad his shield was so shitty looking oh man it was made out of cardboard yeah, piece of so shit. Shitty. but no there are tons of marvel movies made way back in the day. I think the Japanese Spider-Man got a movie, and that's technically Marvel, because that's when they did that exchange of ideas. And we got Power Rangers, and they got Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta see if that Japanese Spider-Man has a movie. We will absolutely watch 
Spider-Man with a fucking Zord. <laughs> Fight monsters in the streets. So, uh, like always, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another comic book movie. Hopefully, it does better financially. I think it does. Okay, bye guys.